we are holding in Parshas Trume. In the Parshas Trume, there is one of the most basic problems in our education showing up. But I want to learn that from an interesting point of view. So, um, let's see. The Rashi says that they made the Oren, they made this Oren Akkadish, I don't know how to say it in English. <laughs> the the Oren, they made that, there were like three Orenes, there was a internal, one in the inside, which was the cover in the inside, the gold, the Ark, yeah. You have the, the thing in the inside, and then you have a wooden thing, and then you have the organ in the outside. So now, and then it says, you have to make a crown around. It should be a crown. Around, around. So the crown, which is around, Rashi explains that, that's part of the outside um, arc. There are like three arcs. One gold, one wood, and the other one gold. So the outside arc that was including this crown. Because the outside arc went up more than the cover. The cover was thick, a tefach was thick like this, with the two kruvim on the top. And then came that was standing like this, that was on the wall, which are wooden, however, and then there is the inner, the inner thing, the inner arc, and the outer arc went above, that means it went past the cover, and even a little bit above that cover. That's what Rashi says. He was like the the thickness of this cover. And when the Kapiris was closing that arc, that's a simon That's what Rashi says. Good. So, uh, <coughs> perhaps you spoke once about that. We spoke. I don't remember. Yes, last year. Yeah, a long time ago. We spoke once about that, but not from this side. I think so. So, uh, so there is a big chiddush over here, an unbelievable chiddush that you can have. The similar kesotera is above the cover, because the gemara in. Suka says that above the cover, that's the Rishus of Hashem. That is like Lamalam Yasorot Vochim, that's the Rishus of the Beroilo. And below 10, that's our own realm. But like the outside Oren is entering the realm of Hashem a little bit. And that's called Kesotera. How can you enter the realm of Hashem? So the point is that you can enter the realm of Hashem with the outside, because when you are the and you are learning very well a whatever you say, a, a, a sugya or a locha or the shochanor and everything, 
you could be machia, you could decide that the halach is in a certain way, and then Hashem will guide the world in that way. And when you are paskening that something is chayiv misa, then it is chayiv misa. Even when the Boreolom himself would say not like this, that's the Gemara in Bometziah, that my children are stronger than me, and they are mechadish a haloche, and this haloche then will be will be followed also from Hashem. That means you are entering His realm. With what? With the outside ark. With the outside ark. But the inside ark is only till the cover. That's it. No more. The outside is going above. So I do understand. You can't make the inside going above. I do understand that. But you could. You could make it like this and then bend it and then go up. You know, you could make something like this from the inside and the outside goes to the thing. No. You're going to the outside straight up and the inside is still the cover. So the inside is like the inner world of the Talmud Chochem. The way the Gemara says that uh, this ark is a picture of a Talmud Chochem. So the inside it's like the inner world. Yeah, but the inner world is unconfined, you know. The inner world for sure reaches the realm of Hashem, no? But the outer world, you have a chidush, that when you are mechadish, when you are um, bringing out a new way of a haloche, like the Chazanish did, like Rabbi Feinstein did, so you bring out a new haloche, a new way of thinking about the thing, and that is consistent, and that is accepted, then Hashem will say, I will go with that way. That's the way it goes. Okay. But inside for sure, no, inside it what it is. That's it. Nothing above. So this is the key for understanding an inner world. An inner world is not that you simply think whatever it comes to your brain or it comes to your wherever, you know, and you just do and think whatever you want and you are having your feelings and you have your individuality and things like this. No, 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 no. The inner world is also part of the Torah. But it's the part of the Torah that you having the Torah exactly where it is, the way you received it, exactly that way. Nothing else. That's your inner world. So that's a big finish. Because you wouldn't say it. But at once, whenever you experience that, you had that. That when you have something which creates some internal feeling for the Torah, this something is based on that what you heard from your Rebbe. You heard from your teacher. Once in a while it's only a word or only a sentence, but it follows you. And you have it with you in your life. And you think about it. And you contemplate that. And that's the way you build the inner world. You don't build the inner world out of your of your fantasies. This is not the Torah in the world. That's not the Torah. The Torah in the world, that's a Chiddush, it stems from your Rabbi. The Chazanish says, that in order that you should be able to learn halacha, you don't need a rabbi. You could use sforim only. 
that's the way the Chazanish holds, Yodua, that the Chazanish said, that for the Rebbe, there is no din of a Rebbe Muvak, we call that a Rebbe Muvak, that means someone which is your um, special teacher, which you have to then tie a career and all these things, there is no Rebbe Muvak in Halacha. There is no. Because today you could reach all these things also by learning Sporin. But in Yerashomayim, you need a Rebbe. Because without the Rebbe, you can't have Yerashomayim. And that's what we are saying here. Yeah? In Yerashomayim, you need a Rebbe. Or you need a Rebbe, or you need your father, or you need your mother, or someone. You need someone. You can't create that from yourself. It doesn't work. You need to get it from somewhere. So, the Yerashomayim has to come from what you heard. So now, how does that create an inner world? It doesn't. I know tons of people which are able to quote and to quote and to quote and to quote and they are inside empty. Yes, there are people like this. I think so. So now comes that unexpected thing and Leuchter tells you that guy, which that would be the last thing you think that he would say, that's right, that your inner world stems from what you heard from your Rebbe. How did that go? No, your inner world is your own initiative. It's your own inner feeling. No, it's not. There is something which is on your own. And this something, that is the crisis we are in. This something is called the Divu Slave. The Divu Slave means... I will t- I will say it in a in a sen- in a few sentences. I don't know how to say it in a, in in English. Yeah? The Divu slave means that you are willing that your innermost core moves is moving. It's not static. It's moving. You are ready to change. That is demanded from you. That's called the Divu Slave. I am giving over my heart to something. Yeah? I'm giving over my heart to something. Giving over your heart to something means not that the something enters my heart. No, 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 no. That's what you feel. I have a good feeling about that. No. I will, I'm a Nadev. I am donating my heart. The Divu Slave. What means donating your heart? No. You know. I don't donate my heart. Yeah, you do. Because you are willing that your innermost core will change. And that's the way you listen to Rebbe. When you listen like this, then the things you hear from your father or from your someone, could be even some neighbor, but someone, you hear that, that will affect you in a way and to say, oh, I have to change something. I have to go further. I am giving away my heart. And this today, people are not ready. Could be, hmm, could be, you could educate on that. That's my question, how to educate. We'll speak about that. But it could be, you could educate to that also with a book, with a safer, with a learning. But then you have to learn it in a certain way. 
that you are ready, that the safer which you learn will change your assumption, will make you think differently. And not only will reinforce your assumptions or make them broader or whatever it is, it has to change. But we are today caught in a way of living and in a way of thinking that we are, it's very alien to us that it should be that I have to change, I have to move, I have to be somewhere else. No, I'm fine. I'm lacking information. I do not understand that, that I'm lacking information. But my lack of information, that's a problem. So I will get the information from you. But that's why I have to change. I will know the information afterwards. That's not the way to build previous. That's what the Chazanish says. You can't have Yerashomayim out of a Sefer. You can't. You need that, this person, this living person, which is giving you something. And then you have this. It's only what is there. There's, you don't go beyond that. You do not. But you are listening and thinking well. And thinking deeply. Now, the Nisoyan gives, and this is the Pesach, which I don't know whether I can use that Pesach, but I try. The Nisoyan gives that whenever you show a person that he has a benefit out of what you say, that will bring him further, change him, he begins to be interested listening in that way. When you are throwing only information at the person, yeah, that you, you, you throw, you, you tell him information, you tell him, it's like this, it's like that, this is the information, that's the information, the person will not be willing to change. He will be willing to get information. But when you show him that something is changing him, then perhaps he'll be willing to listen further. Perhaps. There is a big problem. I had it now. I said, I tried, it is a thing which occupies my mind a lot of times because it makes me thinking, what do I do in the world? You know, what do I do? I, I, I spread information or people are changing. And that's always the question. How do you do that? So, um, I had, a, I have over here a Magitshir, which he was from the first group of Hevon Obochim, which they went to Rav Hutner to listen to his, uh, Vaad, like a Vaad or something like this. And Rav Hutner in the end gave up on them because they were not willing to listen in that way. No. They always were asking, why should it be like this? could be different. Yeah? So what was, they approached the dwarf of Rav Hutner that he wants to say a shtikl teire. He wants to say some Kiddush. So when you want to say some Kiddush, so I am fine. I can learn that same thing without your Kiddush. So I don't have your Kiddush. And then it didn't go. And Rav Hutner was very frustrated because most probably was used in America to people which were drinking his words with a big thirst 
And they really thought that will, that is my life. And over here in Eretz Yisrael, that was very difficult. So, in America once it was like this. I don't know how Rabbi Tzian will tell me, but I, I think in learning could be, it's still like that, that you have some Rebbe in learning. But you have it in Yerushalayim, perhaps I don't know whether people still are like this or not. I'm not sure. I think today it is a general disease that is willing to change. They are very willing to develop, for sure. But the willing to change is getting less and less. We don't want to change. We know what means a Haredi person. We know what means that we are doing the right things. And you can tell me a new halacha, makasham, but I don't want to change. I don't want to be a different person. I don't want to contemplate. I don't want that it should take me five years till I understand what the Rebbe said. I don't want that. No. I understand it, understand it immediately, put it down on a piece of paper, write it down, put it in my, in my classeur or whatever it is, and that's it. This, then I have a good Talmud, no? I have a very good Talmud. I wrote down and I remember what you said and that's it. No. It changes your life. It's a different way of listening. So this is what is the core point in Chinuch. The core point in Chinuch is that the person understands that the Torah, what he gets from the Rabbi, is a Torah which he has to take in a way that it makes him move. The Rabbi is not not a information desk or things like this, yeah? Once in a while I have to tell that to the people when they come and ask me and I'll tell them that what I tell. I'm not a one four four uh, I don't know how it's in, in, in America it's one four four now. And you will tell me what it is. It's a four one one. <laughs> Same thing. So I'm not a four one one Haredi. I'm not. No Shkayach. I'm not a four one one Haredi. I don't can't give you out information. That's not my point. My point is that we should discuss the thing and we should contemplate that together and we should see how that thing changes your life. So, there are people which are interested in that. But that's the only way that you can build a pre-mystical world. Because a pre-mystical world doesn't come from information. Look, I had now this who's that I, I, um, I learned, I learned a, a sefer, which is a very interesting sefer, and I finished it just now. And then I had to, to think together, what does it give that that you learn such big things in a sefer? Things which are considered previous of Torah. What does it, what, what, how do you learn that with a Rebbe? So the whole point was that the main issue is that the person has to enter this world. That means he has to be willing to give his heart to the learning. And this is very difficult today because you will in, internalize, you did the other way around. You will learn and you should remember. No, you have to give your heart. Look, um, I do not know when, when 
whatever you read, or I, for, I give you an example. I heard from my Rebbe, Ravolbe. I heard from my Rebbe that I don't want to, to offend anyone which, which over here learned something like this, but he told me that when someone learns philosophy with a degree, I mean, he's a philosopher, you know, with a degree in philosophy, he pays very heavy for that. Because when you learn philosophy, then the Hargoshe that you are standing across the Beroilom is very difficult to obtain. Very difficult. Because the philosophical thinking doesn't give that. The philosophical thinking gives you that you think about the Beroilom, that you are standing across it. And then davening is difficult. That's what he said. For me, I'm not, I have no leaning to learn philosophy. I don't understand that stuff. But for me, that was an unbelievable world of tefillah. You have to stand across the Beroilom. So that followed my brain the measure 40 years. I was living on that, that you have to stand across the Beroilom. You for sure you have to understand, you for sure you have to stand across the Beroilom. It says on the top of the Yekish Shur, you know, for sure. I'm standing across the Bible. Yeah, I have to know that. Yeah, but, okay, I read Dalif Oimet. I read that. I could read it in a certain way, which makes me think. But when I hear that from my living Rabbi, and these words are taken in a way that I am giving my heart to it, then these words will change my life. And I don't know, I hope it changed something, but something moved in my life in Tfilah. Because of this one word of the Mashgiach, that he said, it's not such a simple thing to think that you are standing across the Beroilom. Because when you think the wrong way around, not the way the Torah wants, you'll lose that. Wow. It's a big finish. So now I have to think, how do I myself work on that and gain that and then not losing it and all these things. There was a whole work. Yeah, and it's still following me. But it stemmed from one word I heard from Mashkir 40, 45 years ago, something like this. And it made a very big impact on me because this was connected to a Loshen Hora for Shneitzach. Because he said... It is the play, the play, I can't say the name, which he suffers till today from that. And that was a very surprise for me, because uh, I knew the play, and he was a, he's an important man, you know, but he said he suffers till today from that. So that was a very strong critique from the Mashgiach. So not the Loshen Hore took me, it took me, it's a living thing, it's a whole world. And this whole world, I now have to internalize that or think about that, that I have to give my heart to this new world. That's called Nadibu's life. But then, what I heard from my Rebbe, that builds my inner world. Today, I do not know how to do that. Today, uh, having a Rebbe in that sense is a very, very rare thing. You don't have people speaking to you in that way. 
But we can't tell ourselves that we don't have to educate ourselves and our children towards that. Because the whole Avodah begins with that. The Rambam says it in, in the Hilchot Shemitah when he says, what does a person, how does a person look like when he's learning Torah? The first thing is Nadibu's life. The first thing is Nadibu's life. That's the way. And then you have to take away all the Rejboinahs and you have to learn the whole day. But the first thing is Nadibu's life. You have to be not yeah, you have to have a Nadibu's life. That's what you have to have. That's a first. And even the Sefer Achinuch, which says this well-known statement, that your your heart is going after your actions. That's what he says. But he says, when you when a person is a Roshe, and Yare Ruch Yid Yare Ruch yeah, that Yare Ruch that means like the Divu slave. That's the same word. That's the different language. The same thing. Yare Ruch to do good good mitzvahs, he'll turn into a tzaddik. Why do you have to have Yare Ruch Do it Bal You'll put a person in an environment where he's forced to do mitzvahs, and then he'll be a tzaddik. No. He has to have a motivation like. So this is the point. Is that the motivation or is it deeper? I think it's deeper. Deeper. It's a readiness that you are giving away your heart to that thing. And there everything begins. The mission began with that. The learning begins with it. Even your personal change, the way the the Sefer the, Achimuch the, the says, your personal change begins with that. And we don't know about that. How are we listening? And how are we taking in a thing in a way that we are giving our heart to that? How do we do that? How do we go that with the readiness that the thing should change me? It should change me. I'm interested in that. So the reaction over here was very interesting. The reaction was very much that today, Bochum, they don't want to change. They want to, to, to develop. They want to be better. They don't want to change. They don't want to give their life up for something. They're not used to that. So we ourselves and in our family, by our children, we have to do something about that. That we are able to give over this approach in in the in the avoid that avoid really is something we give our heart to it. It would be a good thing that you and me, let's do both, you know, we would we would think together where is a place where I see I changed? Where is that? Do I have in my own world something which changed throughout the time? Not that I, I made an Avera and now I have a Chuba. That's a different thing. No, it changed. I now daven differently and I look different at the I look different at the Binod at home. I have change. I have a certain change. A little bit. Epis. And to see on ourselves, where is that Nadibu's life? Why am I ready to change? 
why was I ready to understand Torah, understand Avoida in a way that it really changed me? Because this openness to change is the beginning of everything. That's called the Divus life. You're willing to give over your heart. And people are not willing to do that. They're willing to function and they're willing to develop. They're willing to grow, but not give away their heart. So that is the Heorah over here. The Pnimius, that means this, this, this Oren Pnimi is, is what it is. You know, it's nothing above. It's not goes and go above, but it's a full in the world, but it is what it is. How does that work? It works with the Divus life. Because you are willing to give your heart to that. You are willing to change, give your heart to that. You will live on a thing which that's what it is. That's what it is, but you live with that and you develop it. So that is, I think, what the trailer teaches us here. So this is what I was able to produce. Don't know. I don't know how to solve this riddle, but it's a, it's a basic riddle we are living. Let's see what the question and answer is. David Levine, what exactly are we supposed to do if we can't have a Rebbe like that? I don't know exactly what we have to do. But one has to think perhaps for another, for another thing. It could be that this is what the, what the David Amelach says, that everyone could be your Rebbe. The way I, I uh, try to work on that, that begins with you, with your readiness to change. That could be even someone says a word or someone says something and you see, wow, it teaches me something. I don't know whether you see that simple people teach you something. That could be even stubborn person can be your Rebbe and you will have when you are re- ready to listen like this, could be a stomach person also could do it. Could be. In the world, in general, there used to be more of an Indian of giving up for a cause or ideal, you know, nationalism, etc. Being that the general approach is more self-centered in the world, so it only makes sense that this, that, that seeped, ah, seeped, that, that seeped into our world both then and now, yeah, nachon. That means we are very much, we are very much, uh, we are very much uh, self-centered. Yes. And we are cherishing that. We hold big of that. Yes, this is not such a good idea. But I don't know. Perhaps you have to work on that first. Good. It's good discussing these things. It's good. For me, it's good because... You see the riddle. Without that, it doesn't begin. So how do you do that? So now you say we would have to first on the self-centeredness. Perhaps that's a big obstacle. Could be. Let's see. Isn't it dangerous to learn Yerashamayim from just anyone? Yes, it is. But it mostly is when you learn it from everyone through a content. That means you have a content. You have someone which teaches you, tells you. But we learn Yerashomayim from from a bird or from a whatever. From something, you know, you can learn from anything in the world. And you learn from there and contemplate that. Then it could be that your Yerashomayim will be well, will be good. I don't know. Again, I do know, I question the answer. It is That sounds very advanced. Could be. Look, I, look, 
I admit that I over here went into an area where I know it's a necessity and I don't know what to do. But I opened that also with the Magishiru, so I'm not afraid of people, you know. The Magishiru scream at me. But they, they were also saying, yeah, we have to, there has to be done something. So I don't know. I do not know. It's not always that. I, I don't normally give a vad when I know what, what is the, what is the solution. Yeah, you know me already. No, that's not my point. My point is I want to think about it together. How to answer Bokhu when they feel like this way of thinking is not how they were taught in Yeshiva. You don't have to attack yeshivas with that. You know, if you say it's not the way you were taught in yeshiva, you have to show them the benefit. For me personally, life is much more interesting when I have a lot of people to learn from. And life is much more boring when I only do what I used to do. So by me, it's an interesting life. So that is a motivation to do that, perhaps. Something like this. Perhaps we'll speak about that next week too. It's a beginning over here. I'll show you the Venu Libo, you know. But it's the beginning of everything on the Diva's life. Without that, nothing starts. Yeah? That's what the, the Torah says. That the Rambam says. Nothing starts without that. Okay? So let's see what will be next week. I know it's a half a watt. It's half a watt, maximum, or a third. But that is what I could produce for today. Sei gesund. Alter.